welcome to Tiz Talk. Welcome to Tiz Talk. I'm Mary Myers. And I'm Julianne Murphy. This is Tiz Talk for the week beginning 7th of November 2022. In this episode, our first feature is about the current exhibition at Messam's Gallery, where Kate Gam went to review the Body Language Show. Often taking everyday objects and neglected locations as the starting point to explore the contemporary female experience. Mary talks to Christy Brown, also exhibiting in the same show. Uh, I mean, they're called icons of uncertainty. I think that reflects the times that we're living in. And then Shelley Crouch explains to Mary why Coffee Angels holds its own amongst strong competition on the high street. I think we're the chattiest ones on the high street, which brings the locals in. Have your diary ready for another exciting list of what's on in Tisbury and nearby villages. And finally, we hear from Peter Shalcross reflecting on October on the farm at Warmead. So we're just at the stage where it's just turning over and it's quite a difficult month because you never know whether to put the cows out to graze or keep them in. Here's Kate Gam on the Body Language exhibition. Last Saturday, I returned to Messam's Gallery for a day of discussion, interviews and insight into the artistic process of four female practitioners an event that launches Messam's new exhibition, Body Language. Featuring works by Polly Penrose, Camilla Haney, Paloma Tendero and Charlotte Colbert, the four women use photography, video, porcelain and ceramics to explore themes around the female body within challenging contexts. Photographer Polly Penrose adopts the unusual process of photographing herself naked in barren landscapes, community halls and empty, somewhat derelict houses, gaining access through willing estate agents or friends who've bought properties that have lain empty for some time. This blank canvas gives her complete artistic freedom as she is literally exposing herself in a way that she wouldn't ask of others, sometimes in poses that are painful and dangerous. The photographer Paloma Tendero also uses her own body as a sculpture, concealing her face to direct the viewer to the body rather than the personality that a facial image reveals. Her images are also autobiographical, exploring how all human bodies experience both health and ill health within their lifetime, the inspiration coming from loss she's experienced within her own family. Camilla Hannes sculptures in porcelain and ceramic include casts of her own body as a means of exploring traditional female roles associated with the home and domestic life, which on closer inspection reveal aspects of the macabre. Over in the barn space is a selection of fascinating mixed-media, moving image installations by artist Charlotte Colbert, which brings a fresh perspective on portraiture and the family. This is a really thoughtful and thought-provoking exhibition curated by Katie Barron and Johnny Messam. The resourcefulness of the artists is very striking, often taking everyday objects and neglected locations as the starting point to explore the contemporary female experience. The Body Language exhibition in the gallery continues until the 20th of November, whilst Charlotte Colbert's exhibits in the barn 
remain until the 15th of January. Both are highly recommended. Mary and I also attended the exhibition and Mary had a chance to talk to Christy Brown upstairs in the barn. Her collection is called Icons of Uncertainty. Hello, my name is Christy Brown. I'm an artist um, showing here in uh, Messams, Wiltshire. My exhibition here is called Icons of Uncertainty. Uh, it's a series of figures, uh, ceramic figures, clay figures, um, made in the last nine months or so. So it's really great to be showing here in Messams this time with a group of other women artists. And I, I think the I think the idea was to exhibit a, a sort of female vision. I make clay figures um, and have done for, you know, 30-odd years. They're quite abject. The, the current group, they're a lot to do with... Uh, I mean, they're called icons of uncertainty. I think that reflects the times that we're living in. The, the current group are all connected to uh, my interest in archaeology and archaic collections, but they're all connected really to how human beings dealt with the transitory nature of existence, I think, you know, how we have to deal with our time on Earth. This current group, I feel like I'm looking for some sort of protection, some sort of icon that might help us through these difficult times. I think they have a kind of presence. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. Liz Cole Camp now with this week's What's Ons. Tisbury Footpath Club is looking for volunteers to help clear some public local footpaths and bridleways next Monday, that's the 14th November at 9.30 in the morning. For further details about the group and where they're meeting, you need to contact Roger Walker. Yes, I did say Walker on 017-478-7115. And if you're looking to chase away the winter blues, why not drop in at Tisbury's Pop-Up Cafe on Wednesday, that's the 9th of November, at the Hinton Hall from 10.30 in the morning till 12 noon. If you're at a loose end and in need of calm, there's also a healing and wholeness session at three in the afternoon at St. John's Church on Wednesday. Here's a date for your diary. On Wednesday, the 16th of November, Tisbus is doing a Christmas shopping and sightseeing trip all the way to Bath. The cost is £10 and you need to book a seat in advance. So ring the Tisbus coordinator on 07500802525. Friday night is opening night for Junior Tisbury Arts Group's Rocky Monster Show. And that runs Friday night and Saturday night at the New Vic at Tisbury. It's an action-packed musical show with some great dancing choreographed by cast member and local Tisbury resident Joanna Croucher, who explains. I've really enjoyed being given the opportunity to do the choreography for this production as I've been part of Junior Tag since age six. I'm choreographing dances to the musical numbers with varying degrees of difficulty and style ranging from whole class choreography to a duet and small group numbers. It's a cast of 21, including myself. I know how hard the performers have worked to learn this, this choreography, even when they have struggled at times. How long have you been dancing, Joanna, and where did you start? I started dance age three with Tisbury Youth Dance Group, led by Wendy Spencer-Smith, 
and was with them until January this year before moving to Starcast Performing Arts School, where I'm about to start as part of their elite dance company. So when you develop a dance routine, what factors do you have to take into account? The skill set of each performer involved and the style of song and play or number, the spacing available to us, characters, themes and storylines, props, positioning of audience, formations and the amount of performance I have to work with. What skills have you learned as a dancer that help you as a choreographer? Musicality, timing, teamwork, creativity and imagination, emotion, effect you want to have on the audience, enhancing each performer's unique dance style and supporting each performer are all skills I've learned as a dancer to help with me as a choreographer. If the member of the cast is struggling to learn one of your dance routines, how do you handle it? Initially, if someone was struggling, I would break the elements of choreo down they were struggling with into stages, potentially also making it relevant to something they understand. If they're still unsure, I would take them aside at an appropriate moment and teach them one-on-one, as each dancer learns choreography differently. Following this, I would video myself doing the choreography for them to take home and practice themselves. Repetition is also key to remembering choreo. I have danced with many people of all different ages and abilities over the years, and I truly believe that dance can be accessible and enjoyed by every Thank you, Joanna. Don't miss the Rocky Monster show. That's Thursday and Friday this week. Starts at 7.30pm at the New Vic at Tisbury on the High Street. Tickets are on the door. £3 children, £5 adults and there's a bar. Lest we forget, there will be a short remembrance and one minute silence at the Village War Memorial at 11am on Friday the 11th of November. Now you're like this. Gardner and Beadle, our high street wine shop, is hosting a wine tasting on Friday night from 6pm to 9pm at Ashley Wood Farm on Hinton Lane. Tickets are £20 each. Contact info at gardnerandbeadle.com. Don't forget, it's the Tisbury Country Market this Saturday from 10 till 12 noon in the Victoria Hall. Along with delicious locally produced foods, arts, crafts and plants, it's the place for buying your Christmas holly wreaths, planters and baskets. Yeehaw, honey! It's time to find your inner hillbilly at a barn dance and pit fire feast in the Lower Lawn Barns at Fawn Hill Gifford on Saturday the 12th from 5 to 10 p.m. Adults, £25. Kids, 5 Your contact is Sam at Provenance on 07800-573-581. Tisbury's Remembrance Day wreath laying will be on Sunday, the 13th of November at 2.45 in the afternoon at the War Memorial, followed by an all-denomination, all-souls remembrance service at 3pm at St. John's Church. If you'd like to have someone remembered at the service, please write their name on the list in the church or email tisburyparishchurch at gmail.com. And last but not least, the Magic Lantern Film Club will be showing the multi-award-winning Japanese drama Drive My Car on the big screen at the New Vic at Tisbury on Sunday the 13th of November at 7pm. Tickets can be booked online at www.newvictisbury.com. It's £5 for members, £8 for non-members. Or you could call 0300 302 3090. Well, that's all from me. Have fun. 
You're listening to Tis Talk from Tisbury, Wiltshire. As part of a regular feature on Tisbury Businesses, Mary went to talk to Shelley Crouch at Coffee Angels. Me and Kelly took on and set up Coffee Angels um, just as we were coming out of the pandemic. Um, so back in 2019, um, started off as takeaway only in the high street. We were across the other side of the road as a pop-up because obviously people couldn't come and sit in at the time. And then we were really lucky with the premises that became available opposite the post office, bigger premises that we shared with the refill shop. And that's how it all started. So how's it going? going great we're still here still still going good um i think with the chattiest ones on the high street which brings the locals in and the holiday makers and everything like that we're quite relaxed um so whether you want to come in just for a quick coffee or a toasty or something like that we just try to do something in the village um to complement whatever else is already going on in the village and hopefully between us all we've all got enough business that we can all thrive all at the same time nothing matches everything's multicolored <laughs> we wanted it really relaxed really casual for all age groups um somewhere that families can come in they bring the kids in for a hot chocolate we've got a few of a older generation but we try to look after them as well so if they don't come in and we're used to them regularly we know that we need to keep a check on them as well so yeah i think we're a we're a different setup whereas we just go with what people want and we're known for our bacon rolls and our flat whites and did you have a good summer shelley we had a great summer i think tisbury had a great summer i think the airbnb people and people on holiday families exploring the area i think this it's so pretty around tisbury in the surrounding area um, i think we're on the map and we were flat out through the summer holidays which was great um, still continuing to be busy and looking forward to christmas <laughs> the refill shop sadly they they've gone on to do other things um, so now we've got the whole whole shop to fill the whole premises which as everybody's aware that means costs and everything are different so we have to look outside the box and expand as much as we can just to keep those bills at bay as everybody's worrying about electric and everything um, no different for us running a small business in the village um, so we've got quite a lot of retail products as well we're like the naughty shop if you want chocolate biscuits um, but we've also got some lovely bramley bramley is a local company hand washes all things like that and it's all back to nature so it, it complements again, you know, local, being around the village. But we're hoping as well to introduce a couple of evenings where we do wine and cheese or we're looking to do a chilly evening coming up. Um, just to think a little bit outside the box, just so that we're open a few hours, but not where it hopefully doesn't infringe on any other business. Great. Well, good luck with it. Thank you very much. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. Now over to Warmy Dairy Farm, where Peter Shulcross is in the calf barn, and he gives us another of his regular updates on farming and wildlife through the seasons. I'm Peter Shulcross, end of October. Uh, since last time we spoke a month ago, the, the, the seasons have moved on, basically. 
and so October's been quite a quite a mild month as you know very dry up to this week really it's only this last week it's started raining in earnest the ground has been so dry after the drought of the summer that it's mopped up whatever rain we've had the cows have been going out throughout the the month of October more or less full time so they at night they can run in and out so that doesn't matter so much if the ground's wet although there's a lot of grass there's not much nutrient in it it's quite wet and sappy and so they come in to eat maize and, um, and grass silage so so, the, so we're just at the stage where it's just turning over and it's quite a difficult month because you never know whether to put the cows out to graze or keep them in so there's three groups of cows and uh, adult cows this is milking cows um, and so they add up to just over 200 the, there's the milking group which which we've been talking about which goes out to grass um, and they're on an average of maybe 25 litres a day which they, they give each in the tank there's about 8,000 litres there's about 150 of those and then there's two groups of dry cows so there's quite a lot of grass still in the pastures which we can't graze terribly well with the milking herd anyway but the dry cows will continue to be out for as long as we can um, have them out but eventually the, the sheep will come in so this is my ex-shepherd Alan Witt and he'll bring his flock of 200 dry ewes so they'll go to the tup whilst they're here you know mated with a ram tupping and then they'll stay here until maybe March and they'll just clear up all the excess grass so they're eating all the old old grass all the, the grass around the dung pats and things so it'll all be nice and uh, n- nice and tight for for next spring it's a time for worry for everybody particularly for the farm here I've had to book all the food for the next year uh, forward so I've gone to the feed company and said can I buy 40 tons of feed all the way through each month from uh, April till next October and the price between September and this month has gone up £100 a tonne that's a huge cost increase. The next year, it's gone up another £30. If I just buy it each month, so-called on spot, the spot price, it'll be a lot more. And it's all dependent on Ukraine and what happens there and whether the ships come out of the, um, the Black Sea, whether the Russians still let them come out or the grain ships come out. Um, so it's just supply and demand and there's just not enough supply. The other problem is the fertiliser. The price is linked to the price of gas. It's been so so expensive to make fertiliser. A lot of the companies are only making a quarter of what they normally make. So the fertiliser price has jumped up hugely, which means farmers won't put so much on next, next growing season. So the problem now could get a lot, lot worse for next year. But luckily the milk price has gone up. Luckily for me anyway, there's a shortage of milk because not so many farmers want to produce milk anymore. It's not so profitable. So the milk price has been keeping up with the cost of production. It's not so lucky for the consumer. What I get paid is only a very small proportion of what the consumer pays because there's all the processing costs. There's there's quite a few people that that need to add value to, to the milk. Yeah, so my milk is is sold to be made into butter. So the most of the milk goes up to Westbury, and it gets made into anchor butter. So on the farm, what I'm looking out for at the moment is there's very few butterflies left, but there are red admirals, which fly whenever the temperature is above 10 degrees, basically, and it's a bit sunny. So look out for the red admiral, and they could be um, sunning themselves or on your apple tree on the um, old apples. They like that, but also in the orchards very soon will be migrating field fairs and red wings um, they ha- they're not here yet but the red wings have been heard um, going overhead at night
It's, it's very evocative that you can just imagine flocks of them coming over and eventually they'll, they'll stop here and they'll stay here for the rest of the winter, maybe, maybe till April, some of them. And these are thrushes, very bright coloured thrushes, very loud call when they do their alarm call when they're disturbed. Um, and they spend the winter here and they're, they're Scandinavian birds, so they'll go up um, onto the tundra and you can hear their call. Um, if you look it up on YouTube, you can find the red wing call. That's all from us this week. So we've been Mary Myers and Julianne Murphy and special contributor Liz Cole Camp. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on tistalkradio at gmail.com. You can listen every week to a new episode of Tistalk and you can find any episode you've missed at tistalk.buzzsprout.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Tistalk, that's all one word. And also look out for us on the Nextdoor app. And now also on Instagram on Tistalk Radio. So do listen in next week for more stories from Tisbury. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.